0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's all take that deep cleansing breath in, let it out, and just allow all that you are to, to settle into the divine possibility of source. Coming forward as you in now, powerful group. Namaste. 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 So our affirmation card this week is from Esther Hicks, the book, and Jerry Hicks, actually, and from the book, Asking It Is Given. And here's how the card reads. The card reads, the energy that you are focusing on is the same energy that creates worlds. And it is, in this very moment, creating your world. The energy that you are focusing on is the same energy that creates worlds, and it is, in this very moment, creating your world. So let's be clear about something. Let's be clear about what they didn't say. They did not say the vision you are holding, the affirmation you are speaking, the prayer you are reciting, the action you are taking— is focusing the same energy that creates worlds. They didn't say that. They said the energy you are focusing on is creating the worlds. The energy you are focusing on in this moment is creating your world. Now this distinction is vital. It's vital to embody so that you may manifest every intention that you set within that awesome consciousness-containing little noggin of yours. Everything is energy. Everything. Everything is God. Everything is source. The vision that you carry for some greater good within your journey is the energy of presence resonating with the image that you choose to maintain within your mind. The affirmative prayers and affirmations that you speak are the energy of God being projected through you in the form of vibration that is audible and conveys the good you seek to manifest. Your every action is the energetic activity of source individualizing as you to experience itself. So we're going to drop a bombshell on you because I don't know how you felt when you came in, but here's how we want you to feel when you leave. We want you to feel and believe and to know that you are a sacred being. You are a sacred being of boundless creative energy and the lo- of the love and light of presence. And your first cause intention is to always express and experience the energy of the divine living life as you. Your ability to live out of this truth for yourself and all others. That's tricky, isn't it? Living out of this truth for yourself and all others is equal to your willingness to embody this truth. Now, Oprah Winfrey said something wonderful. All, all hell, Oprah, you know got to do that. She said, understand that your right to choose your own path is a sacred privilege. Use it. Dwell in it. Dwell in the possibility. We know, we know, like we know, like we know, that just as you are, from the time you go to bed at night, from the time you wake up in the morning, without coffee or makeup, This is huge. You are a sacred being. You're making a sacred choice about the path you will choose, the possibilities you will pursue, the dreams you will nurture, the affirmations you will claim, the actions you will take. You are sacred as you are the energy of the divine resonating into form. And it is this energy, this truth about you that creates worlds collectively and individually. Forgive us, however, so because this morning we're going to go ahead and make an assumption. And the assumption is this, that you are willing and ready to dwell in the endless possibilities of the good and sacred beings that you are. That you're willing to dwell in the possibilities of knowing that you are innately capable of manifesting and expecting fully to manifest within your journey. Just remember to keep in the forefront of your consciousness. It's all God, it's all energy, it's all sacred, it's all you, it's all you. And that energy of source that you are, it's never at a standstill. It's in a constant state of active evolution. Active evolution. And the first activity of the universe's intention of evolution is vibration born out of frequency. Born out of frequency. You heard the frequency of the divine this morning with Maria's song. Right? That was a resonating tone. Talk about God frequencies. She nailed it. It is the frequencies, these celestial me- melodies of the divine, that activate the vibration. That activate the vibration. And the vibration, all subsequent activity within the spiritual, mental, and physical realms of existence, is an effect of the first activity of the divine's vibration. And the vibration is an effect of the first intention, first cause. So to manifest your desired intention, make the choice to create and live as the sacred being that you are, allowing only the activity of your soul, your mind and body to be in harmonious alignment with the vibrational frequency of the first cause activity of spirit. And you will have mastered the art of intention manifestation, which is the title of our lesson this morning, intention manifestation. So I have a little parable for you, and I'm not not sure if it's fair to call it a parable because it's a true story, and it's from years and years ago, and I was in a ministerial counseling session, and I had a young lady with me, and she was kind of bemoaning the fact that she was single. And she said she had reached the point, she was a nice-looking nice looking young lady, had a good job, right? She bathed regularly. <laughs> but she had reached the point where she had accepted and believed that there was something wrong with her. She just couldn't find the perfect match. And I tried to convince her, no, there's nothing wrong with you. She just wouldn't really accept. She just wasn't willing to accept any positive feedback. And she sighed and she said, just in complete exasperation, Reverend Tony, I I just don't understand why it's so impossible to find a good man or find good men who are sensitive, caring, and good-looking. Who want to be in a relationship. And I put a comforting hand on her shoulder and looked her in the eye and said in that loving ministerial tone, well, the truth is, dear, they all have boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, you've set your sights too high. You've set your sights too high. You need to lower your standards a bit. My God... Settle for a lazy slob. Someone, someone who's unemployed and sleeping on their mama's sofa. Somebody who's not motivated to contribute to the world. You'll find an abundance of them. And she, her eyes got all big and wide. And she looks. at I can't believe you said that to me. I deserve better. I said, eh not based on what you've been affirming and projecting for the last 30 minutes. Ah, thank God she got it. She now lives in California, married to a good looking, employed go-getter who is the sensitive man of her dreams and the envy of everybody in San Francisco. True story. So here's the moral. Every visualization, affirmative prayer, words, feeling, and action of an individual. Either good or bad focuses energy in that moment. And this focus is comprised of the same energy that creates worlds. And therefore it is the focus of the energy within the moment that is creating your world. Where is your energy focused right now? Where is your energy focused on this moment? Is it focused on your highest intention? your greatest good, this the, the, the dream you seek to manifest, the supportive action you take towards manifesting your attention. And is it all cloaked in a joyful feeling of the sacredness, of the fantastic endeavor that the universe calls you? If, if so, that's pretty awesome. Congrats. If not... Why not? Why not? There's nothing, absolutely nothing, and no one who has the power or ability to keep you from choosing to dwell in limitless possibilities of your sacredness. And the subsequent good, you are inherently capable of creating and manifesting. So be mindful here. We are not suggesting that you don't worry and be happy like Bobby McFerrin sang. We're suggesting you choose to create and live from the aura of your sacredness. The aura of your sacredness. To, as Dr. Holmes wrote, prepare your mind to receive the best life has to offer. See, we assure you anything less than that is preparing your mind to dwell in worry, fear, and uncertainty. So wouldn't you agree that such nonsense needs to come to an end and that it's not worthy of the sacred essence of God that you are on this planet to be? You don't agree? Of course you agree. Right? So right now, somebody's going, well, all that sounds well and good, But, you know, you mentioned that Bobby McFerrin song, and now it's stuck in my head. (laughs) But there's kind of a reason for that, right? There was a reason that we brought that song forward for this particular moment. And the reason is is that now that song is your cue. Because every time you're going to say, you're going to have a subconscious cue built in, every time you say, you know, people tell me I worry too much. The next thing, you're going to run through your mind. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember, that's
0: just the cue. Because now, that's come forward. That's your soul self. Say, wait a second. Where are you focusing your energy? Where are you focusing your energy in this moment of now? Go ahead and sing the song if you like. But ask yourself... Is that song going to take control and manifest that manifest that which you seek to, to, to manifest? Is it in alignment with your intention? Well, yeah, kinda. it does raise your vibration a little bit, which is what we want, but any moment that follows that cue, you get to choose what you're going to bring to it. You follow that? So now what I want to do is, I've got this cue, what I want to do. I want to begin affirming, knowing, feeling something better. In the the book, asking, Asking It Is Given, Esther says we want to pivot from what we don't want and pivot towards what we do want. Right, And that pivoting that she's talking about is in thought. But we've already made clear that thought is what? Energy. Energy. It's still energy that's being focused in the moment. So we want to pivot the energy. Esther said vibration is the activity of frequency vibrating into form. Vibration is the activity of frequency evolving into form so understand when we say our desire that divine intervention it's going to take place as soon as you decide it will be if you're looking to see that active presence of the divine within your experience it's going to take place the moment you decide it is because that vibration that you're aspiring to that frequency that you're aspiring to is the divine evolving into form. And so we have to be able to look at whatever caused that cue within us, don't worry, be happy, (coughs) right? What's going on in our journey that all of a sudden we said, no, we gotta stop worrying and start singing. We have to look that head on and realize whatever it was, whatever it is, it's just energy. It's just energy in that moment. And in this moment, I can choose to focus my energy on something else. And in choosing to focus my energy on something else, I'm living and being that activity of the divine in constant motion. Esther said, life is always in motion, so you cannot be stuck. Life is always in motion, so you cannot be stuck. Why? Because life is energy in action. And the energy is the divine coming forward to express and experience itself fully. So whatever is going on in your journey, whatever rut you think that you're in, understand it's only there because we keep saying, I'm stuck in a rut. I'm stuck in a rut. Make a different choice. Bring forward a different thought. Begin to say, well, am I, why am I stuck in this rut? Well, could it be that I deserve to be here? No. You deserve your highest and best intention. You deserve to live as the fullness of the divine you came forward to be. So with that understanding, then you begin to say, so this rut that I think that I'm in or that I've said that I'm in or that I've felt like I am in, let me begin singing a different tune. Let me bring, begin bring forward a different vibration. Because that vibration that I'm bringing forward now that's got me in the wreck, well, it's not a result of any punishment. It's simply a result of my not working with the process correctly. It's a result of my needing to learn to do something better for myself. Dennis Waitley said there are two primary choices in life to accept conditions as they exist or accept the responsibility for changing them. The dreaded R word. You mean I have to do the work? Yeah. Of course you do. But understand something, somewhere back long before you entered into this plague, you know what you did? You said, I'm excited to go into that earth school. I can't wait to get down there and create. I'm looking so forward to seeing what new expressions of the divine that I can bring forward. That was your only knowing. And once you got here, people began telling you, no, you can't do that. That's not going to work for you. You know our cousin Betty. Cousin Betty, she's she's on your father's side, twice removed. She's that you remember her, don't you? She died. Well, let me tell you what happened for her, and all of that is that activity coming forward. The question is, is it activity that you want to continue to be active in, or do you want to be active in something else? That's your choice. You don't want to be active in that sacredness that you are. Do You want to be active in living out of that aura of sacredness that you, are made, that you are meant to bring forward. Because you can do that. Whether we realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, you're doing it every day. You cannot escape that. Your very breath, every breath is alive with power. Every breath every word, every mental image. But you're the one that gets to make the choice. Do I want to continue focusing this energy on what it's becoming? Or do I want to pivot my focus? Do I want to change my focus? If it's going the way you want, awesome. If it's not going the way that you want, make a different choice. Make a different choice. You're not tied down to anything. Absolutely nothing. Why? Because you have free will. You have the free will to choose to be something else. You have the free will to come forward and say, today I'm going to start a different journey. Esther said you are growth-seeking beings. as you, And as you are moving forward, You are at your happiest, right? You are growth-seeking beings, and as you are moving forward, you are at your happiest. Why are you at your happiest? Because in that moment of being happy and moving forward, you are fulfilling the original first cause intention of God, which is to do what? Come forward to express itself, evolve itself, and experience itself fully. And the only way for source to do that Is through your consciousness, through your energy, through your thought, through your vision. So this is why we get excited. We get so excited when we have a new goal or a new vision. We we think we're excited because whatever we think we're physically going to experience, whatever it is, we're not excited about that. Right? That's just stuff. What we're really excited about, what we're really tapping into and turning on is that first cause intention. That higher frequency of saying, yeah, buddy, let's bring forward something new. Oh. Oh. When was the last time you brought forward something new? Just because. Just because. It doesn't have to be a big thing, it can be a little thing. Just something that allows you to experience the activity of the Divine, living as you in this moment, just in alignment with that knowing. Feels good, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Emerson said, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. (laughs) The universe conspires to make it happen. Once you make the decision. Oh, you know, I'm not going to make a decision, Reverend Tony. Yes, you are. You're making one right now. You're making the decision not to make a decision. (laughs) You're making the decision to say, okay, I'm going to stay right where I am. That's a decision. And you know what the universe is saying? Okay. Because it's conspiring to bring forward the energy that you're focusing on in the moment. It only wants to create your world as a reflection of the energy you embody. End of story. Esther said that it is the optimal creative vantage point to stand on the brink of what is coming, feeling eager, optimistic with anticipation, with no feeling of impatience, doubt, or unworthiness, unworthiness hindering the receiving of it. The science, That is the science of deliberate creation at its best. To stand on the brink of what is coming, the original intention, feeling eager feeling joy feeling excited and optimistic without impatience oh my god the universe doesn't operate with amazon prime <laughs> we want it to evolve we want to be in harmony with that evolution of source as it comes forward and if we again if we attempt to rush it if we attempt to meddle with the process, what's going to happen? It's not going to be in alignment with our original intention. So we'll be off and on to create something else. Or to say, well, this never really works out. Like, I, went, I met a young lady Friday night who was from Abu Dhabi. Am I getting that right? Abu Dhabi? You, you, know, you guys weren't there. Was she from Abu Dhabi? I don't know where she was Abu Dhabi. <laughs> She was from out, out east. <laughs> and so we, we were chatting, just we were the kids that lost and found, it, and one of, our, one of our folks that was there, we were talking about setting retention and knowing about the process, and she said, you know, this stuff, she says, does it really work all the time? Because I'm finding that sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. How do I get it to work all the time? And I said, and she said, it just doesn't seem to work that way for me. And I said, you know why that is, dear? She says, why? I said, because you keep saying it doesn't work all the time. <laughs> and the universe is going, okay, we won't work all the time. <laughs> the universe always works. The source always responds. The question is, what are we putting forward for it to respond to in that moment? What are we putting forward in that moment for the universe to respond to? There's a, it's a wonderful old Sioux Indian story. And it's about a, a seven-year-old boy and his grandfather. And the grandfather takes the young boy to a fish, fo- fish pond. And the grandfather told the boy to throw a stone into the, to the middle of the water, and watch the circles created by the stone. And then he asked the child to think of himself as that stone, saying that you may create lots of splashes in your life, but the waves that come from those splashes will disturb the peace of all your experiences. He said, Remember that you are responsible for what you put in. Your circle and that circle will also touch many other circles in your experience. You will need to live in a way that allows the good that comes from your circle to send peace, tranquility, and power of that goodness to all of your experience. The splash that comes from anger, jealousy, fear, worry, or discord will also send feelings, to the other circles. You're responsible for both. And the boy realized that everyone creates that inner peace or discord that flows out into their outer world. See, we cannot create a joyful peace of mind for any avenue of our experience if our energy is focused on thoughts or memories or individuals that foster a sense of inner conflict fear and anger. We radiate the feelings and thoughts that we hold inside, whether we speak them or not. Whether we speak them or not. Thoughts, visions and actions, they're active things. They are a life force unto themselves and the more we nurture that life force, the greater the probability they come they are to come into manifestation. They are the focus of our energy, taking form through the direction of our choices in the moment. Whatever is splashing around inside, inside of us spills out into the world of our experience, creating harmony, our discord, within all the other circles of our journey. And we want to share a little secret with you this morning. We want you to keep it just between us, okay? You can tell your unity friends, but nobody else. <laughs> our spiritual efforts they're not intended to transform our journey. Our visualizations, our prayers, our affirmations, that's not their intention. They're not intended to transform our journey. Their intention is to transform ourselves. And when we cannot change the outer world because the outer world is energy energy and form. So what we have to do is realize that our spiritual efforts are intended to refocus our energy from such nonsense thoughts and ideas as... I'm always broke, I'll never find anybody, the older I get, the, sick, the sicker I become, and transform them to feeling ideas that know, like it knows, like it knows, I am, I am, a sacred expression of the activity of God, joyfully fulfilling itself for the purpose of experiencing itself. Therefore, I am always prepared, always prepared to receive and embody all the divine good, this resonating frequency of mind manifest in the now. Focus your energy on that truth and only that truth and you will master the art of intention manifestation. And we want to add to this, please, Stop selling yourself short, right? Stop selling yourself short. The people in your outer journey, they're going to believe it about you. They're going to accept it about you. But at the end of the day, the universe doesn't. The universe doesn't want you to sell yourself short. It doesn't believe the nonsense that you, that you tell it about yourself. Why doesn't it believe it? Because it's always thriving through you as that first cause intention to come forward, to express, evolve, and experience itself fully. So we might be projecting that energy, that energy of selling ourselves short, but at the end of the day, the universe is holding a higher truth it's holding a higher knowing. And our role is to take that responsibility, there's that old word again, and begin peeling it away, peeling back the negativity so that we can resonate, align with, the truth that the universe holds for us. Holds for us. And you know what that truth is? That you, just as you are, or a sacred being. The joyful presence of God in the here and now. That's your truth. That's your sacred truth. Centuries ago, there was an Italian duke. he's walking through his garden, his flower garden, and he comes upon this young workman that's building a flower box for his flowers. And he noticed that the workman was finishing out this just... Plain old flower box with these truly intricate details and carvings, and it was just painstaking detail. And so the duke asked the workman, "You know what? What? What are you? Why are you wasting your time on a simple flower box? No one's ever going to see these details." And the the duke is just frustrated. He said, "What is your name?" And the workman looked at him and said, "My name is Michelangelo." Your every action, your every thought, every word, no matter how small, is vibration resonating into form? And it is a reflection of your intention to live as your first cause intention, the fullness of Source coming forward to express, evolve, and experience itself. Tony Robbins said, your life changes the moment you make a new, congruent, and committed decision. And that congruency that he's talking about is being in alignment with the truth of your being. Are you ready to make that decision to always live as the sacred being you are intended to be? And if the answer to that is great, awesome. We want you to do that. And if the answer is no, then, remember, i got a class coming up in two weeks. There's Leticia's well, the available for affirmative prayer work after service. The Reiki team is here today to provide Reiki energy work for you. For a love offering. Judy McDowell gets on me for not saying that. <coughs> what are you willing to do to be congruent with that first cause intention? Are you willing to make another choice, a different decision? Are you willing to tell that little negative monkey mind tone that's always coming back through, you know, we all have it, are you willing to hear that and then say, stop, don't worry, be happy, and then bring forward a new vibration? Dr. Holmes says there is a laughter of of God Let's laugh it. There's a song of the universe. Let's sing it. There's a hymn of praise. Let's praise it. There's a joy, a beauty. There's a deep abiding peace. Let's experience it. That laughter of God, that laughter of God is that feeling of joy. That song of the universe, that's the frequency. That's the frequency. Let's align with it. That hymn of praise That's the vibration, the activity. Let us be active in our praising of it. That joy, that deep abiding peace is the awareness of the sacredness that you are. The awareness of the sacredness that you are. I don't know what you're going to do with this information when you leave here today. That's entirely your choice. I know what I hope you do with the information when you leave here today. And what I hope happens when you leave here today that when someone asks you, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? What's going on for you? That your first response will always be, I'm living my sacred journey. I'm being the active evolution of the divine mind of God expressing fully and completely in the here and a half. Tell you what we'll do. Rather than hope that's your response, I'll just go ahead and know it. So now you go and live it. And so is our lesson. Now it's so. <laughs> All right, if you would please say the tithing affirmation with me, infinite mind, infinite mind. in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my tithe, it does its good and perfect work, it does its good and, perfect work. and returns to me, returns to me. Multiplied, abundantly. multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come forward, it's my pleasure to introduce again Maria Rizzotto and her her backup, the Thank you. Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at TrinityCenterAtlanta.org forward slash donate.